0: What's up, brother? Hey, Amen. I want to uh, give a big thanks to uh, our sponsors uh, today. Thank you, Schedulicity. Thank you so much for doing what you do for our industry. You give so much love. You give so much love to us. We want to uh, thank you from the bottom of our heart.
1: Well, uh, in 2019, they changed the industry, right? They changed the industry with both Schedulicity Cares by giving away $5,000 a month to a hairdresser and
0: some barbers,
1: right? And uh, with Schedulicity Pays.
0: Yeah. And Schedulicity Pays was huge enormous yeah and, and it definitely definitely will save you money
1: yeah no I mean, doubt there's no doubt i mean a 1.99 percent processing fee and for 10 cents uh, a swipe i mean you do your research you can't find better no and a free card reader
0: and a free card reader that's <laughs> right
1: <laughs> which is integrated right into the app right so you don't have to leave the app everything is uh, is right there for you
0: yeah and also we want to bring to the family yeah, so uh, we're also
1: excited to talk about uh, salon scales and welcome them. Um, and then they give you the price, which then in turn you you uh, you you forward to your to your uh, client. So what they're doing is they're doing labor and product. So you charge for your labor, you know, you charge X amount, you know, per per hour, and then you're also um, charging for your product. But they kind of walk you through that. But more importantly to me is you see exactly how much product you're using. And and exactly how much product that it, that it's costing you, right? So, like, I know for instance, like, I was way undercharging like for either a gloss or, or or for a toner because I was using more product than I was actually charging for it. So, you know, for years and years and years, I've been losing money with those services. Well, now I've I've readjusted my schedule, my my pricing, so now I can I can make some more money on 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 those products.
0: Or, so. Not lose money. <laughs> not lose money,
1: exactly. I mean, literally, it's crazy when you do a gloss and now it's costing you money. You know, that that's, that's just silly to Like taking about. your
0: car to a mechanic and they
1: charge you for labor and not for parts. Exactly, right? you know, exactly. So now now they've given us the ability to charge for that. Um, and, and again, just for me, the, the biggest aha for me was just the awareness of, of, of what these products are actually costing me because I had no clue before. A really, uh, another really cool thing about salon scales is that you just put in whatever product line that you're using. And and it's already preset in the uh, in the app. You just go to their website and you go, hey, I'm using this product line, that product line, this product line, and it just it automatically puts it in the app for you. So when you're uh, when you're weighing your your product, you just boop, boop 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 boop, and even if like like because we're independent, what do you got to do? Boop 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 boop, boop. <laughs> because we're independent. You know, we use, we use, it's not just one product line that we use or one color line that we use. Like I use, um, I use Schwarzkopf uh, Lightner, but I use Redken um, uh, shades and it's and you're able to put all those products in there so you can weigh exactly, uh, exactly what you, uh, what you want. So they're making it super easy for you. They're making it incredibly easy for you and you're saving money and you can actually make money because I think I said earlier, you can, you can set the price whatever you want to charge for that meaning like if a tube of color is costing you ten dollars you can mark it up so it's twenty dollars so when you forward that to your client that um little bit of a a margin there as well it's it's so great um again just thank you very much salon scales thank you for being on board with us and uh and we can't wait to see how you guys change the industry in 2020. tony you know what's really exciting about um about this podcast what's going on brother it's the partnerships that we've had and and coming up in may all of
0: our partnerships are going to be uh, under one tent dude yeah I, i'm so excited i mean this is f- i think the first time ever right that we're able to c- combine everybody together and it's awesome and, right and so while we're at hair love retreat in may um
1: we're going to be we're going to be there with schedulicity we're going to be there with salon and of course we're going to be there with hair love retreat so we're really mega excited about that and um we have elizabeth here and elizabeth is going to tell us like all the details because schedulicity in the very schedulicity way they're doing a Schedulicity
0: Cares um, giveaway. Yeah. They're going to give away a ticket to uh, Hair Love Retreat. And uh, Miss Elizabeth Faye is going to give us all the juicy details. Welcome, Miss Elizabeth. Hey, Faye um, So I'm so excited. Schedulicity is so generous to do this. Anyone can enter, even if you've bought a ticket. It doesn't matter. It's chosen at random. So if you head over to our Instagram at Hair Love Retreat, We have in our very hair love way, a really fun way to enter the giveaway. It's super easy. The more you enter the more chances to win and it's a freaking free ticket. So holy shit, what a huge scholarship. So go ahead and go enter. Wow. That is awesome. What a great opportunity to win this ticket. I know like like just just
1: between schedulicity and hair love retreat they're trying to bring all the love together we love them we can't wait to see them on may in the first week of may yep and we can't wait to see you guys there as well can't wait to meet the scholarship winner. Hey, hey welcome to your day off my name is corey and of course i sit with my best bud tone what's up man what's going on brother
0: Uh, Another exciting weekend at Matrix Destination in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, big shout out to Matrix, man! Thank you so much for uh, inviting us and having us here. I know. So uh, the coolest
1: thing about doing live events is the people that we get to talk to during these live events. And today is
0: uh, the cream of the crop, the top of the top. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, Uh, you you said it. Uh, You can't beat it. You can't get higher. You can't. You know, I I guess you can get higher. He can get higher. (laughs) Yeah, right. Most of us can't get that that high. But uh, yeah,
1: you're right. So t- uh, so today, our guest, uh, we've actually been watching him. I guess for about the last two years or so. You know, we were watching him on Instagram, and here's what I know: I know everybody out there has also been watching for the last two years because this cat's got like I don't know, like six million followers or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> well, he's but, on uh, his way. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, so. Uh, Today our guest is A Rod, the uh the barbarata LA. I think it's LA. We'll we'll get into that, I'm sure. But um, but dude, we uh we've been trying to make this happen and and, and today it, it today it happens.
0: Yeah. And his story in general, man, it, it, it's you know you, you think of you know, you see A Rod in all these videos and you know what I mean, and he's an amazing, amazing artist. He's an amazing father, he's an amazing person. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, Nobody really knows his story, and that's what we're going to get into today, a little bit to to get dig into a little to a story. We're gonna we're gonna
1: veil the cart uh, the curtain back or something. Right. What's that saying? Like that, something like that. Should we right. get in? Yeah. Should we get in? So, Mr. A-Rod, thank you very much for joining us on your day off.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me here today. One hundred percent. Really excited. This is like super dope. This experience is something uh, uh, I've only done once, and I'm here today um, just to. Uh, on my day off, <laughs> <laughs> during all of this crazy madness, I can't believe I got a day off in an hour.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's it, man. Yeah, you so you got an hour, off. <laughs> 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 an hour off, so, and
1: so he gave it to us. So that's that's the best part. Yeah, right? we appreciate you, bro.
2: Yeah, so I'm, it's truly humbling to be here. And like like I said, um, I want to whatever you guys want to know about me, and whatever I have to um compliment with that you know feel free to ask and i'll elaborate on everything you guys I, i'm like sure you hear. get
0: approached all the time because let me you know we have been watching you for a while now and we feel like we know you and especially because you hang out with some of our boys like philip yeah. wolf and all that so we feel like we know you but you probably like man who are these dudes i went to hug him in the hallway and he was like eh, <laughs> right <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 like, back off man. <laughs> back what off captain <laughs> did i
0: hug you i hugged you back it was kind of like a little <laughs> like a <laughs> like, <laughs> like a little like, hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> so, so, so where are you from? Where did
2: you grow up? All right. So I am from an island called Puerto Rico. You know, we're part of the United States. Yep. Um, I grew up there. I was born in Maya, West Puerto Rico and I um, grew up on Isabela, Puerto Rico. It's a few towns down. So that's basically what I grew up to. I was 15. When I was 15, my family decided they wanted something better for me, and they moved to Florida. They moved to Florida. What part of Florida? Orlando.
1: Oh, right here. Here You're home, bro.
2: Yeah, so I'm home. (laughs) Um, I spent at least a good five years here. I finished off high school here, and then after that, I stayed for a year here because my family then – went back to Puerto Rico, but I I was, you know, I had my friends here, mm-hmm. I had, you know, began a new journey, and I just w- wanted to stay. So I tried uh, staying, I was 17 years old, and it was kinda tough to, you know, now I, I'm off high school, I need mm-hmm. to go get a job, uh, am I gonna go and, you know, do college? So I, did, I was like kinda confused, and I already, Started to cut hair when I was fourteen. So when I came here, I already was uh, doing
1: hair. So A Rod, you were cutting hair like I mean, just for like family and stuff, or were just you family? Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. man. Yeah. Um,
2: I didn't know a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I I started learning with myself. Then I was like, wait, hold up! I don't want to mess up my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to my little brother that he can't say nothing. About <laughs> so he was he was the 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 guinea pig. So that's awesome. You know. I've been doing hair since I was 14. Now I'm 30 years old. So now I've been cutting hair longer than half of my life.
1: Preach. Right. So yeah. um, let's back up a little bit. So um, how is your family in Puerto Rico? I mean, with, with, with the, all the earthquakes and, and, and the hurricanes and stuff, is, how are they doing or how are they faring? They're
2: good, man. Uh, God bless. You know, we've been blessed that nothing has happened in, in my town. Uh, everything is normal, mm-hmm. you know, in between all the chaos down south. Right. but everybody's helping each other everybody's driving down south helping them get better um, so you know it's good to see awesome. that even if I can't do anything from uh, over here you mm-hmm. know I try to take care of my family and they over there they help themselves you know
1: beautiful that's awesome man well you know big prayers and big uh, support to your uh, to your family in, in Puerto Rico um, they certainly need it you know yeah yeah hundred yeah. percent. That's awesome. So, uh, so at 17, so
0: uh, you, um, he's already a three-year-in hairdresser, I know, right? barber. <laughs> it's like a veteran yeah. at 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right. couldn't even tie my shoes at 17. Yeah. Well, I
2: was I, at that time I was charging three dollars. Uh, three dollars. Three dollars for a haircut. Because I wanted people to come to me expecting that I can mess up. Right. Because so, if you paying three dollars. You can't be too picky. You right? can't ask for your money back. No. Either you go and pay 15 and get a a really amazing haircut, or you can pay $3, and then it went up to 5 and get a decent haircut, mm-hmm. but you never know what can happen. Right. You, you know.
0: Do you ever thank your little brother?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he used to cry. He used to cry. Um, I remember, poor little boy, um, I tied him to the chair and with a belt <laughs> and I was just cutting his <laughs> hair while he was screaming. But my mom left me in charge, so I was in charge. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I was like, "One day you will definitely ask me for a haircut. You will beg for these." And mm-hmm. then now he 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 moved with me uh to Chicago. I'm in Chicago now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's there with me helping me with my brand, working at the warehouse. Getting all those all those orders ready, all those trucks.
1: Oh, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. so at 17, like, uh, and you know your family left and stuff. That must have been tough, though, huh? Being on your own.
2: That was tough. I was yeah. here on my own. I had like aunts and cousins that really supported me. Um, they helped me, uh, survive here, and I found a job at a Pet Boys Auto Parts. Um, my background, my dad. And my grandfather owns a family business, Auto Parts, called Rodriguez Auto Parts, right back in uh, Isabela, Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So I already, from from you know a young age, I would go with my dad to the Auto Parts, help them sell, sweep, whatever they needed. I was there. I did it. I learned. And so it was easy to me to find and, and get hired at the Pet Boys Auto Parts.
1: That's so funny. Yeah,
2: so I did that for a year.
1: So don't disrespect your pet boy auto part people because uh, you never know where they're going to end up. Yeah. So so
0: so what was next after that?
2: Next after that I went I moved back to Puerto Rico. I moved back to Puerto Rico. I missed my family. It was really tough for me to be just, you know, 17 right out of high school, didn't really have a clear picture what my direction, what do I want to do. Um Big expectations from my family, um, and I just didn't clear my mind and, and, and knew had a plan. I had nothing, so... <laughs>
0: I don't think I any 17-year-old any really knows, right? I mean... No, but my mind
2: was already on... I'm always hanging out with older people, and I'm a little bit older in my mind, so right. I was already thinking on the future, and I moved back to Puerto Rico. I miss my family, and I went... Uh, to cut here in my garage and then mm. prices changed to five dollars that's, <laughs> that's when the that's when i i upped it up for two bucks he,
1: he gave uh, himself a raise yeah i gave myself a raise but and it's almost 100 percent raise. i was <laughs> about to say that exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he almost <laughs> doubled his income yeah that's cool how long were you in pr
2: in puerto rico i was two years i did two years in puerto rico
1: um he said it like it's a sentence, like like it's a prison sentence. I did two years. Yeah, I did
2: two years in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to a shop. I got an opportunity to work at a shop. It wasn't what you have in mind of a shop today. There was a lot of work, you know, that, that it's been going on for, for years now with the barbering industry to be where it's at. So at that point, you know, I was working at the barber shop mindset that w- – most of most people have because we we showed the example us barbers back then were on a different mindset you know on a barbershop where you know didn't focus just on selling hair uh cutting hair mm-hmm. they were selling drugs they were you know in my area it was really bad and there was a lot going on it was that ghetto shop where there was a million things going on people that you know did crazy things, inmates that just got out, just a lot of things around me that I had to be really focused and rely on my values that my family gave me when Mm -hmm. I was growing up to be able to not get drafted in into all of that. Was it hard? It was hard, but I've seen, I have uh, two uncles that are on on, you know Mm -hmm. on all of that street life and all that so I know where they got through that road Mm -hmm. so I didn't want to follow those roads and even they told me like this is this don't ever do this drug this is what it does look boom and he did it in front of me and then later on I was seeing the the side effects you know so it was strong to see all that at the same time I learned from it, and I didn't want never to be um, in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I did two years there, and then my friend had a, a pizza truck right across the street. So every time I was off, I'll go and hang out, eat, slice a pizza, get back to work. And one time he mentioned me, the military. Whoa. And I was like, bro, you're nuts. We're at war right now. Why would we? you join or i joined the military right now Mm -hmm. like man because uh, they give you security and they give you benefits and all these kind of things and i was like bro you crazy (laughs) (laughs) and then i told him i'll go with you and take the test we'll go together we'll study for the test and you know you can join and he was like perfect fine let's go so we went to take the test and he failed and i passed so i was like (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: damn. I feel bad. Like I'm I don't want to go. So why would I I pass and not him? So I was like, "Don't worry. Let's get back to work. I'll cover up whatever you have any doubts on and we'll cover that. We'll go back and we'll retake it cuz I didn't like the score that I had. I can improve my score." <laughs> He's trying to improve his score
1: for something he doesn't even want to (laughs) do.
2: And make him more comfortable, you know, do it together. So we went again, and I think he failed again, and I passed. Did
0: you get a higher score?
2: I did I did get a higher (laughs) score. Made him feel better. (laughs) Um, After that, I was just involved in the routine every day. I already knew how much I was going to make. I already knew that it wasn't enough. So... I took the army test. I'm leaving. I need a change, and I need a change now. That's the way I do. Sometimes I just take drastic. So changes.
1: you went into the army.
2: So I I I went in. I joined. I I called a recruiter. I think I had a cousin that was a recruiter. I went to a recruiter first. I didn't like what he told. What we talked about. I he was. I didn't <laughs> buy it. <you> know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> yeah. So I went, and my cousin, you know, he told me straight, straight flat. Like he was like. This job right here, you probably don't want that job. this one is all right. this one is more like you or this one is you know is a better job. so I was like, let's do it. This is a better job i was uh it was a radar operator and maintainer um and it was it had a, a bonus sign up so Perfect. if you signed up they'll give you a bonus, so I was like, let's do it.
1: It was like five bucks the same price as haircut, yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The bonus—it was you know you're, you're you're signing up for for a big commitment so right. the bonus was okay and I joined I joined and they told me you're sh- uh we're shipping you this is the way they say it we're shipping you in three months be ready so I got to train I was running every day mm-hmm. and getting up at five a.m. getting my my work done and cutting hair as I trained to leave to the U.S. Army. Where did you go? Where did they ship you to? um they shipped me to fort lenwood missouri
1: Ooh, yeah what month was it march
2: free, oh. freezing cold oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a total different experience like when i got there i was like what the hell did i just do to myself? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're coming from puerto rico where it's nice and
0: <laughs> puerto rico yeah. and miami i mean puerto yeah. rico and orlando right right <laughs> <To> <laughs> Being missouri. A
2: barber where nobody tells you what to do you can go to work anytime you want to at this time you need to wake up. At this time you need to run five miles. At this time you gotta change up and be ready for training. So oh it was like from a more flexible and more relaxed um lifestyle to a under a um just like,
1: like disciplined rules kind of yeah. yeah. So wow. How how was it that first morning that you woke up there and they're throwing trash I was cans like, and screaming well and stuff?
2: The, what the hell? Where am I? I was in a bunk bed. Like if I moved, I would have fallen and busted my ass. <laughs> There's somebody screaming, wake the hell up. Um, all these kind of things and I was just like confused, just really confused. So they just tell you what to do and you just gotta follow
0: the orders. How long were you there?
2: Uh, In basic training, I was two months. It was two months. They take your phones away. You're disconnected from everybody. The only way they can contact you is through letters and mail. And on Sundays, you get an hour or two hours um, to call your family members. You have to make a line, open the safe. They'll give out the phones. Then they'll click that, that watch, and then time is running.
1: How long do you get per phone
0: call?
2: You have uh, two hours. You choose oh, oh, who oh. you
0: call oh, oh, okay. and and all that. So, Uh-oh. so were you in the army the whole four years?
2: No, it wasn't like this for you. This is tr- basic training. Ah. No, this no, is this r- where they yeah. take you from a civilian. They break you down and then they build you up as a soldier. Wow. Yeah.
1: I never knew that. I never knew that you uh, you were in the army. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks years. for your service, sir.
2: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank, yep. you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.
1: That's cool. Did you uh, did you see any overseas time?
2: I did overseas time. Um, after I did basic training, they sent me to Oklahoma, Fort Seal. Small town, nothing to do there. Uh, so it was like college. They train you for your job.
1: All right. So that's and where you did your radar training?
2: I did all my radar training, all of that. And then after that, they sent you to your duty station. And that is uh, El Paso, Texas.
1: Well, you usually got warm again.
2: I got really warm. <laughs> <laughs> I got 110 degrees warm. <laughs> Boots on fire. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, El Paso, Texas, um, that was where you do your job. That's where you get ready to train for deployment. So when you're in a duty station, you're working and you're getting ready to deploy at any time. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So I got deployed in 2011 to 2012 to Bahrain under Mm -hmm. Iran. It's a little kingdom, (laughs) island under Iran. And let me just think right because I I have a top secret uh, clearance and there's things that I can't say, but I was stationed there for one year doing the same thing over and over, over and over. It feels like an eternity. Mm -hmm a whole year doing the same thing, no trees, <laughs> flat, sand. Hot. Yeah. So, yeah. You got hot again. I got hot again. <laughs> Even at midnight. I will wait till midnight to take a shower, and as soon as you walk out, it's 100 degrees at midnight, and you start sweating again.
0: It's Made brutal. you think of Missouri again, huh? <laughs> In <laughs> In March. <this> Missouri, right? <laughs> U.S.
2: soil was so valuable. I was like, uh-huh. oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna kiss the f- I kissed the floor when I got back from tour.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's crazy. So, when you got out of the army, what uh, where'd you go then?
2: So, 2012, I'm done with that. Come back, I had three months left, um, in the in the service. So I get out. You know, those three months felt like six months. (laughs) (laughs) And I stayed in El Paso, Texas. I stayed there. I was already, um, cutting my buddies. At this point, I was cut uh, charging (laughs) seven dollars. (laughs) You know, prices went up, and when I only gave him half a self
1: uh, raise then, right? Yeah, those last
2: three months, I went to a shop, and I was working after I got out of the military. So in the military, from five a.m. to six p.m. work, and then after that, quickly change, head to the shop, get to the shop at six thirty, work all the way to twelve midnight or one a.m. Whoa! And then do it over again, but you have to, you know. I already was a barber, so I know what it takes to build a clientele, Mm -hmm. to build a consistent cycle of clients that are the ones that help you pay your rent, pay everything that you need. So I did that. Then I got out. Then I went to the shop. Then I started full time at the shop when I got fully out of the service. Right. Yeah. So it was good. Um, Instagram came up. So it's like um,
1: 2014, 2013. Yeah, 2013.
2: Uh-huh. Instagram came up, and I used to use it just to post pictures for my family to see it. Facebook and Instagram, right. um, from overseas, so they can at least see what I was doing when whenever I got a chance to like link to a to a Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started posting pictures of haircuts, and I saw that there was more people that were doing the same thing. So I was like, oh, cool. Oh, so that's. That's the thing to do. All right, cool. There was returning clients that looked at the profile and were coming to the shop because of social media. So I was like, cool. This is something new. This is fresh. It's working. Right. It's doing something different. It's not huge. It's not a rat today. But it was giving me a change, and it was going positive on a pa- positive note. So right. um, when I see that kind of change, and it's how is... um changing my life and just the way uh i'm doing hair you know it's not the norm it's something different i kept going with it right after that um i was planning i was booked up i got myself booked up i was two years at the shop i got myself booked up prices went up to 60 bucks (laughs) in less than two years (laughs) you gave yourself a raise yeah (laughs) yeah so i went little by little but like every few months as i get like was getting booked up as soon as you're I was booked, and that's a tip for any barber that's listening to me right now. Um, I get this question a lot of times. How do I know when I raise my prices? How do I know um, how to do this at the shop? So the way I raised my prices was that I provide a service. This is what it is. Do you like it? You come back. You build the clientele whenever you have plenty of those where you can't not even get a break to eat. Then you're like, well, now I have a fully stable clientele, prices go up. I need a break. I need to at least get an hour, two hours break in between my haircuts. I don't want to be cutting all day for this much. Boost your price. Boom. How much? You never know. I boosted mine. I went from ten, from 7 to 10 at the shop. I started charging 10. It's a shop, so before it was uh, my apartment. Um... It was 10 at the shop. Then when I was getting booked, I went up another year. I went to 15. Then in six months, I went to 25, and then I went to 60. From Mm. 25, I was like, no, I'm getting experience fast. People are coming. Now it's
0: $60. Did anybody have – did you lose anybody from 25 to 60?
2: No, yeah. You're going to lose people. When you raise your prices – you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose a good twenty percent, thirty percent of your clientele. But guess what? That other percentage is gonna pay it, and it's gonna right. comp for those people that you lost. And at the same time, you're earning your respect. So any new client that is coming to you, they already know that they're gonna pay sixty dollars or mm. whatever your price is. So don't, don't uh, be afraid. Don't be scared of changing the price. Because you're going to lose client. Because it's proven that you're going to lose clientele. There's clients that just want to go and get a cheap haircut or a haircut for this amount of price. And there's clients that it don't matter. They just want the good service. They want the good haircut. They want the good products on their hair. And they'll pay whatever. Mm. But if you don't offer it and you're not there, then you're never going to find it, you know?
0: So did you did you ever think you were going to become the uh the social media celebrity? I mean, I had no clue. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, literally y- you have you know, you can s- say a couple million people watching you be you. Yeah, I mean How, how did that, all that evolve? How how did you f- when it, when did it click in? You're like, "You know what? You know, people want to see me." Right. So I started going to events. I started
2: investing money into flying to events.
1: Like this kind of event, like a, like shows and no, stuff like no, that or no, what kind no. of events?
2: I was going to barber events that right, right, right. they were evolving as the barber industry evolved. Got barber it. events where they were at the club, we got that ghetto style with the party as you cut, let's get drink going and let's do this and then after that, you know, there's this type of shows, like a year later, I started coming to these type of shows. But um, those sh- those shows, the barber ones that are like a clubs and things like that, they help you to meet other barbers. You know, that's where I was doing the the handshaking and the meeting people on the barber side. Right. Yeah. Now on these shows, I'm meeting all kinds of people. I'm meeting hairdressers, hairstylists. uh barbers uh, shop owners salon owners um, sales teams um, brand managements i'm meeting different type of you know there's more people gathering together on these type of shows and uh when i worked i started working with the brand elegance gel Mm -hmm. um they had a booth on one of those ghetto uh, (laughs) competitions (laughs) yeah so the people that had the brand, they started with a little cube going shop to shop to shop to shop, and they were just bumping into issue after issue and issue after issue. First of all, they, he, they were walking into a shop and there was no display. Everybody had different kind of products. Nobody was selling. Right. So it was like, that's not a good way to, there's no mindset to be retailing product on the shop. That's not. Is this
1: just a normal like? Is this a normal like barber kind of like? That was a a normal thing. That
2: was a normal. You know. So they they were cutting on on tank tops. There was no professionalism, and you know that's why we were not being looked how hairdressers was being looked, and that's why a lot of barbers were like, well, why why can the hairdressers do that, and like they think that we're ghetto or we're you know all this uh, things so it's because of us like if you don't change and you don't respect yourself or you don't expect Mm. uh to to be doing something positive or uh evolve on something that you have because you have a gift and if you think that you know it all that you do you have the world figured out it's not like that nobody has the world figured out we're always evolving we're always becoming better so um as uh I checked out the product. I liked it. I already had a few thousands on Instagram. I think like 15,000. They gave me a a bag of goodies, a bag of product. I was like, um, thank you. I'll take them and I'll try them. They were like, if if you want to work with us, give us a call. Mm -hmm. Um, We like what you do. I took the bag, like everybody else that gave (laughs) me product, and I Mm -hmm. threw it under the the. The, the space station? yeah the, my station i threw it under the station and then one day i was like let me just try that and i tried it and it was a shave gel it wasn't a shaving cream so that was the first time i ever saw something different so it caught my eye right. i was like let me use it when i started shaving with that i was like wow never ever i've shaved we more easier smooth stroke Visibility for my designs, cause it's a clear formula, and right. I was like, "This is amazing! The quality of this product, it's like untouchable." So I called them, boom! I like the product, and we started working together. Wow! Um, I got signed up as a sponsored barber. I started working with them. They started taking me to these shows. Right. They had. They started doing presents on these type of shows. Um, I started meeting people. It was so good. I saw the energy on these type of shows and I got motivated even more Then videos hit Instagram.
0: Boom. I think what's nice is that you know seeing you and other people like like Maddie or the Ruzels or these other barbers that um, how these type of shows is really becoming uh, intertwined with both worlds yeah. and uh, the you know with you and we appreciate you but Helping bringing that whole barber aspect up to a, another level of respect, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, it Barbering is so hot right now mm-hmm. is that it's almost you can see barbings a little it's way up here right now because it's just you know it, It's not new, but it's so fresh and it's so exciting And it's just you know, we want to really thank you for help elevating that side of the industry. Absolutely. I
2: appreciate it and uh, It was it's hard. It's not easy it's a hard process. And it was people like the brand Elegance Gel that, you know, saw something in me and I saw something in them. We shared the same vision. And they were like the first time that I really got acknowledged and thanked for what I was doing. And I was doing videos and I was just doing what in my mind. It was like something killer, you know. Right. Never been done before. Things that is outside of the box. Are you and talking
1: about like when when you were doing the killer videos? Were you talking about like you were doing videos of like of like like the hair was killer or just just the entire production of it? Hair hair videos. Um, at this time, I think
2: it was like 15 seconds, but right. I'll show like the end results and like put applying the product and things like that. It's not like what it is today. Right. So. Thanks to, to all of this, it started growing, we started going to shows, it started getting more professional, and to all of this, I'm from Puerto Rico, my English wasn't the greatest, and right. I now I have to educate. I I, I have to um, work on other th- aspects of me that it has nothing to do with cutting hair. Boom. Oh. You know, the way you, you relate to people, the way to connect with the audience, and all these things were like, just left and right, left and right. I was growing fast. I needed to you know, learn different things, how to edit the videos now, how to take better pictures, how to relate with other people, how to project what I'm doing on stage. So it was, the growth was there, and me evolving and learning all these things was hard for me. Because English is not my first well, language.
1: Let me ask you this. First off, two comments. The first comment is is that I admire the hell out of you, dude. Because um, you were kind of like one of the first people that I saw that was just like... And I don't know what other word to say, but you were kind of silly on on the videos, and, and and it made me relate to you, and it made me like, oh, this dude's fun to hang out with, right? Like like he's not like like a lot of times, and in, in, especially in the God, I'm gonna get killed by the barbering world, but especially in the barbering world, like everybody, a lot you see a lot of like too cool for school, like I can't do that, and then you just broke it open, and you're like, hey, listen, man, I'm silly, I've got green eyes, you know, and that was and that was kind of it, and I always admired that because it almost gave permission to be like, oh, just be you. You know, yeah, just be Yeah, of cool. course. Cool. Um, a little inside track. So when you were, I noticed that like you, uh, you, Philip, Ricky, Alfredo and stuff, like when um, you guys kind of like, I, I watched your, your videos kind of mature together, like they've kind of come up together. Did you guys, have, did you go back and forth with uh, Philip and them? And like, oh, let me show you this. Let me show you what I learned and that. Did you guys have that kind of communication about um, how you were editing videos and stuff? So
2: the, the way it happened, um, I was in... Um, after El Paso, I moved to L.A.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm like, you know, I'm I'm fully booked in El Paso, $60. Anything that I charge over that, I'm pretty sure some people will pay. Some people won't pay. it. But that's not the point I want to uh, uh, focus on. I wanted to take it to a super other level. So L.A. was one of the options. L.A. was like the, the mecca of, like, growth on on, like, raising the bar. So, me, my partner, my current partner, and my other, I got two partners for the shops. Um, my friend, one of is a barber, and the other one is the owner of Elegance. Um, we were like, let's open a shop, you know? And then my other partner, the barber, Marcus PH333 on Instagram, hes uh, he got called, he was in El Paso too, with at the shop that I was at. We became like brothers. He got called to be um puff daddy's barber oh snap and all this went down on that same competition where i got handed the bag and then he met diddy's barber at that point and we were like well diddy's in new york now and la if you're gonna be his barber you're gonna move to la and it'll be better if instead of you moving by yourself i go with you (laughs) we open a shop with the brand we build, we build the shop, and then there it is. So, in three months, we decide to move to LA, open the shop, and just be present in LA. Um, were you
0: ever, were you ever nervous or scared? I mean, oh yeah, you, yeah, you
2: I was nervous, but I was in the military, so you had to be ready to go in two days. So if they say you need to go right now to to deployment, you need to be ready in two days. So I was. Scared, but ready at the same time. So we mm-hmm. moved. We did um, one year in downtown, and then we moved to Hollywood um, because mm-hmm. most of our clients were from Hollywood, and all the celebrities were there, and we were cutting a few celebrities. And um, I met Ricky through Instagram, right. long-time relationship with Ricky uh, through Instagram. He comes over, and I'm like, let's film something together. Let's do something together. So when we did something together, it went crazy. Right. It went viral. Everybody was just losing their mind. And I was like, wow, let's do it again.
1: <laughs> of course. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so we kept doing it. Um, I've been a learning person when it comes to everything I do. Like Most of the stuff I do, I learn it myself, so I don't have to wait long, long times on the return videos being edited and things like that, film it on the phone and then edit it myself. So I was filming it, I was uh, editing it, and Philip came in, Alfredo came in, then after that I got really busy doing all these videos, so now um, I started using the videographer that I've had all the time, but he lived in Chicago and I was in LA. Mm. My boy Cheddar Meister, shout out to Cheddar. Uh, he's Cheta. right here in the building. He's filming this. So you guys will see this on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we're making sure our quality gets better. I can focus on just the haircut. Right. And we can, exp- he got ideas, I got ideas. And when you put those together with Ricky, um, Philip and Alfredo they had ideas then just magic just happens you
0: know mm. yeah, and all, every one of you guys are at the top of your
2: game everybody's the best at what they do right so it was like
0: it's like an all-pro football team right, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it, it was like a formula a pro it was
2: a formula that even if we didn't know it wasn't gonna fail
1: right right yeah and that's a killer group there too right yeah mm-hmm. you know so how did you end up in Chicago
2: so I'm in L.A. Um, I got deeper in a relationship with the brand. Um, we launched the Elegance A-Rot gloves uh, in just the color black. I use gloves to cut hair. I don't, you know, It prevents hair splinters. It gives you better uh, tool grip. Um, it doesn't get uh, hot when your clipper gets hot. It's repellent to heat. Um, so I wanted to, that was something I was always looking like, Damn, imagine I can do my own product. So, me and the owner of the brand were looking at quality uh, nitrile gloves. And we looked everywhere. We found them two years later. We do the the product and we launch. We launch the product and it did amazing. So, we kept buying the product and marketing it. Boom, it keeps growing. And at one point... It was growing as the, the top sale, um, the pace, the shave gel. It was up there with all of those products. Wow. And I was growing on Instagram. We were all growing. And I got approached by the owner of the brand, and he was like, we build a relationship now. You're part of us. It's him and his two brothers. I talked to my two brothers, and... We want you to be part of the family. So we're all gonna split their shares equally. Wow. And are you down to keep this journey going? Wow. I've seen your work, i seen your dedication, i seen you edit videos till four in the morning, and we appreciate that. And I got the opportunity, and I never did everything I did with the mindset of one day receiving this opportunity but they saw it and they they went for it and I said yes so I became part of the family that's amazing
1: that's amazing it must blow you away or at least it blows me away for you just like this uh the small town kid from Puerto Rico and now like with all you know kind of the leverage and, and, and the and the in and, and the following and just everything it must just like be so amazing in your heart right
2: yeah it's it feels good you know it feels like my parents did their job. Mm. So now Say I- Say that again. Say that in Spanish. Um, it Se siente, se siente muy, se siente muy bien eh, cuando estoy llegando a estos niveles porque me siento que mis padres hicieron eh, su trabajo y eso me da las fuerzas a mí para hacer mejor y para engrandecer, eh, hacerlo sentir eh,
0: proud. Um, that's it. Proud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, they definitely should be proud, man. You, know, yeah. I mean, you definitely put in the work. You definitely, uh, I mean, you you are literally the king of social media, man. Yeah, right? The it's king. crazy.
2: It's crazy. When I go to all these places in, like, Latin America, it's just the love of it's Latin crazy. America is just out of this world. You know, I've gone to Peru, and I've had 500 people wait for me outside of the airport. Oh, I've gone to the show, there's 10,000 people outside. And it's just like, those kind of things, just like sometimes I get back from those places and I just, sometimes I just break down. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Why all these people believe in me? Like, I didn't know I was gonna do this, you know? Why would they even think like, they even, like now in 2020, you're gonna kill it. Your son is gonna be the next you. Like, they just have so much faith in me that because your hope man
0: your hope right i mean you're yeah i mean literally i mean you for barbers for latin america yeah i mean even here man you you are the epitome of coming from nothing to being something you know what i mean and you did it because you worked hard and you deserve it and he did it humbly and he did it for all i did yeah
2: i did it humbly i didn't care what other people say i don't care what nobody says Mm -hmm. you know only those that say those kind of things that are positive that are trying to share that positive vibe those are the people that I take in consideration and I'm like I'm taking that to the heart and I'm keeping it everything else that people will not like or the things that you know people hate on like my gloves people were like why are you t- using gloves? Why are you selling gloves? That's ridiculous. You don't work with blood. You don't. You're not a tattoo artist. All these things. You just want to be cool. And I was. I don't even respond to that, because there's people out there that are buying it, and I tell them why I use them, and they're using it for the same reason. So, the product brand was. Uh, the headquarters was in Chicago, and our location in LA was already established. So, um. They were going to open in Chicago, a shop, and the headquarters there. So I was like, you know what? Um, I'm moving to Chicago. Do I it. already had four years or five years in L.A. Now, um, I had a, um, I met my wife um, in the last two years of the last year that I was in L.A., and I was like, she's the one. I'm done with all the craziness. Let's move to a family-oriented city, the suburbs of Chicago. So now I have a son Congratulations, and right brother. I'm in the right city. Um, the schools are good for kids, you know, and the madness. If I want to madness and I want every time I'm shooting a video, I go downtown to my location. I shoot with Chetta, the Chetta Meister on Instagram um, <laughs> at the studio. He creates the beats. He creates, he shoots me, he edits, or if I'm in a rush, I edit. And we always working together. We're both great at what we do. He shows me a lot of things, so every day I'm learning That's something awesome. new and he's always on top of technology, what's new. Oh, we got to get this lens. Now we got to get <laughs> this. We got to get that these lights. So it's always he's the best at what he does. So it's a collaboration as well. That's he awesome. makes he's a producer, he's a uh, videographer. He's like so many things in one. So is he
0: exclusively with you or does, does he branch out?
2: Yes, he's exclusively with <laughs> me.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, 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 A Rod, since you're in Chicago now, uh, you should come meet us the last week of March when we're do a uh, future cast with Hairbrained. Yeah. They're, like doing, it at, uh, what, they're doing it at. What? When is it? It's, it's March 30th in, Ooh, uh, that's in Chicago. That's my mom's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Bring your mom along. Come on, so come I hang might out. be
2: in Puerto Rico.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're not going to be a Puerto Rico. You're going to become a future cast, <laughs> man.
0: <laughs> awesome. Hey. So so, throw so all your your, your shout-outs out. Yeah, for like the one person that's not following you, can yeah. you, uh, show, throw out your uh, Instagram I'm handle. sure all of our listeners are like, yeah, we already, we already <laughs> follow. <laughs> we know that, dude. But, yeah, How can people find you, your product. Your boy here, Cheeto, it, it's not going to be answering nobody's uh, if they try to hire him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just put him out of work. <laughs> yeah. So um, you can follow me on social media at A-Rod, A-R-O-D, 2323PR, A-Rod23PR on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. So um, I started Facebook and YouTube like a year ago. So I'm more focused into YouTube and Facebook. Instagram is like the day to day right, but the quality videos, the long ones, the ones that we go full production um and don't cut anything, they're on youtube. Those are my favorite those are yeah. my favorite
1: too perfect mister Arod, once again, we, we're, get, we're getting the cutoff well, How can sign, people so find find your, your gloves, the products?
0: And oh, yeah, yeah. the
2: product. The product, you can find it at elegancegel.com. You can find it at any Cosmoprof location nationwide. You Ooh. can find them on Sally Beauty. You can find them on uh, Cosmoprof. Uh, what's the other one? I got one Armstrong. more. The Armstrong McCall in Texas. Uh-huh. So if you're trying to get the Elegance product, Armstrong McCall, Cosmoprof and sally beauty and i'm trying to talk to uh centric to get it there
1: yeah yeah let's do that yeah that's awesome hey rod once again thank you very much thanks for hanging out with us today thanks for making us your one hour you know day off thing going whatever. <laughs> it felt like <laughs> 10 minutes i know right? Right? can you believe yeah. it it's like that that's how good we are man man that was <laughs> great <laughs> that's awesome once again hey rod thank you for joining us on your day off.